why would you jump into a gelatinous cube? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what a gelatinous cube is until you've experienced a gelat- your first gelatinous <laughs> That's cube. What they, wanted, they wanted the full experience. I just maybe, don't know. Maybe it's like those, you know, the, like overseas where like if you want to have the, the dead skin eaten off your feet, you put your feet in the, in the thing. With the, with the fish? Those little fish I, maybe. Maybe that's, it's kind of like a, a spa day. But mm. I would I would even argue that how do you know that that's acidic? Could it not just be like a big, uh, like a like a gelatin mass? Like there's a panther and there's a cube of jello. I think we jump into the cube of jello. <laughs> the the jello cubes and it like it spells security and safety i guess so yeah. so what you're saying is i'm i mm. need to come at this as a neophyte don't knock it till you try it that's what i'm really saying that's what you're really, okay that's fair hello and welcome to geeks camp the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach, and the host joining me this evening is the Dwarven DM, John Christian. Good evening, everybody. Uh, and then we also have uh, the Mayor of Fort Wayne, Troy Sandlin. Dania Meus Paran. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Dania Meus Paran? What is that? What? What is that? Are you butchering Salamnic? You, are you are you butchering Salamnic? Do you mean Degna est paraneth, my friend? No, is that what you mean? No, I mean uh, perhaps. Well met, my friend, is what I just said. Oh, okay. I think I know. I think I know which one you're talking about. It with that one. I know whose note that was not. That was, and it wasn't mine. Because hmm. because Meus is my <laughs> Meus. Well, Meus. Well, welcome, it, chat, it and welcome, uh, welcome to the chat. Welcome, everybody. We're gonna try to get through this. Girk's already commenting that. Uh, <laughs> Did you tell me to suck my thumb? <laughs> yeah, uh, that I didn't. I didn't say thumb. Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm. right. It's gonna be that kind of night. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so as Girk is mentioning, I was at a con all weekend, and so was John. And John had important things to do, and I didn't. And yet, here I am without a voice, so we're going to see how this goes. Wait, look, it was, that was me yesterday, for sure. I don't, mm. know, I don't know what happened between yesterday and today, but I was, I was gone yesterday. I was, I was barely able to, to get anything out. I yelled mm. pretty much the entire weekend, too, so mm. I'm there with you. Right on. Well, let's cover some news, and then we could dive into our subject for the evening, which is the next playtest packet for one D and D. Um, I my little piece of news. Uh, it kind of made the rounds already a little bit. It was announced during PAX where John was this weekend. Um, but they announced the Gloomhaven RPG. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um. The interesting thing is that they say um, 
they have some ideas for how to make the board game compatible with the RPG to give the game masters a toolkit and that players will use a set of cards to play their characters as opposed to a character sheet. Mm, interesting. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's definitely an RPG, but it's also definitely um, an entry point into Gloomhaven and a different take on an RPG. And that is going to be kickstarted, I believe um, uh, in January of uh, 2021. The other are 2021. Gosh, dang it. 2023. Uh, along with that, uh, Penny Arcade announced that they are winding down acquisitions incorporated and they are going to kickstart the sequel to acquisitions incorporated an RPG book on Kickstarter in January as well. So two big projects. Now, when you say winding down, I heard reports from PAX that they blew everything up. Yes. They ended it. So yeah, there's no winding. Yeah. (laughs) There's just, that that was a finale. Sweeping up the rubble. Yeah. That said, it sounds like the sequel isn't going to be completely different because they're talking about, bringing back characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what all that means. You know, we've seen them do star Wars acting before call of Cthulhu vampire, I think. So like, it might be that they're just system hopping, but keeping the same acting flavor, or maybe they just have a different uh, set of company misfits to tell another D and D story. I don't know. Now, uh, wasn't, wasn't there like an image or a little video or something about, the, the end of Acquisitions Inc. or the beginning of the next chapter of Acquisitions Inc. And somebody pointed out that prominently displayed in this image was a source book from Dark Sun. Hmm. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, it was kind of like one of those, you know, teaser posts on. I don't know if it's Twitter. Sizzle. Yeah. And it was Sizzle tease. And I believe it was like the way, it was the book of the way, the psionics book or something. Well, you know, Akink started with Dark Sun. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's Um, a good point. Fourth edition Dark Sun. So I'm not, I don't know what that means. Um, but, uh, it, that's very interesting still. I find that if they go back to Dark Sun, what a w- weird choice. Great I, choice. They, I'd be excited. But, but yeah. if they go back to Dark Sun, it's like, I'll be scratching my head. That's for sure. At this point, like how they, like, how's that going to, how's that going to roll out? What do they it's care? Gonna, they're not, they don't have, they don't have to. They're not beholden to them, but yeah. they definitely have ties. They've had ties. Oh yeah. But, they don't have to bend any knee. They can do whatever they mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so that's my news. We got two big, big, big RPGs coming after the first of the year. Uh, yeah, Bear Droids backing me up. Dark Sun campaign back in 4E. So, um, yeah, that would be interesting. So it may have been an homage to that, but maybe it's maybe it's something different. Um, that'd be exciting. John, do you have any news uh, for us this week? I do. Yeah. So, um, 
for those that have been hiding under a rock, Dragonlance is finally out with Shadows, uh, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Uh, but along with it, the news news, though, is that there's an advent calendar out there for, for uh, D&D. And the first gift that was given yesterday was Volume 2 of the Monstrous Compendium. For those of you that may or may not be aware, that's the, they gave, like, it was just like, uh, who was a Vecna and a handful of other mm-hmm. uh, monsters that were just extras that they gave out um, during, what was it? Whenever they did the the, the Spelljammer release, right? Or right before it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So a volume two, though, is Dragonlance creatures. Specifically, there's some in here that, like, I'm scratching my head while they, why they were included, but they all seem legit. And there are things like the dream eaters from uh, the Sylvanesti. Uh, whenever Sylvanesti was, mm. in, it was uh, corrupted by the dream of the, dra- the, the dragon orb, Ember, the red dragon and Verminard. Verminard's like CR 17, which is crazy to me. Hell yeah. Bananas. Ember's 22. Uh, for those that are not in the know, that's in the first book. It's kind of like the main villain of the first book was, was Verminard. And then, Trog Draconians, which are proto-drakes. They're kind of like the first failed attempts at at, uh, corrupting dragon eggs and making draconians. They're these big, like, goonish, less intelligent, more animalistic draconians. Uh, Gnomish Nevermind, Nevermind Gnome Inventors, Gnome Masterminds, Forsworn, which are the the undead that... uh, that the companions met or the companions, the uh, heroes of the Lance met in darkened wood uh, that, that were uh, Salamnic Knights that were sworn to, to protect the veil. The forest master, the unicorn is in here. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's only a CR eight, even though she's supposed to be like the, like the spirit of all the forests. It's come almost like a Tom Bombadil style analog or something like that, where she's like tied to the, the health and well-being of the world. And then the, um, this is the one I'm scratching my head on Thanoi hunters. So the walrus men are back. Wal- walrus folk, excuse me, are back in Dragonlance again too. So I think yeah. the thing that I love, it's actually, it's good design. It's good. It's good text. It reads really well. Uh, the artwork's actually really, really great in it too. It's not like a, it's not throwaway art by any standard, by any stretch of the imagination. This is actually, it's kind of a bummer. I'd love to see these at some point. Maybe they'll do a, a hmm. full print of the Monstrous Compendium at some point in the in the future with, with these. I'd love to I'd love to see these in print and have them at the table. So I thought that was pretty cool. Extra little little goodies that they they dropped out there. Yeah. It was completely unexpected. That's interesting. Cool. Oh, and the Irda. There are Irda Seekers and Veil Keepers, which the Irda are like the the fir- one of the first three races there were humans which were created by the neutral gods elves were by the good and then the irida were created by the evil gods and they're they're ogres before they were they looked all big and gross looking they're good looking ogres yep hot ogres i think that that art that they do, that they put on this is really good mm-hmm. for several of these things the yep. the ember dragon is amazing mm mm-hmm. And the um, that forest master unicorn, like I think those are some really inspired pieces. Yep, agreed. Yeah, so that's that's cool. uh, that's all I've got. Right on. All right, uh, Troy. Anything on your end? No. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, no. you got five pages of news. I got five to go. pages of notes, man. <laughs> that's true. 
You probably get right to it, actually. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's refill our cups, come back, and talk uh, on Earth Arcana number three. Put your money where our mouth is. Or something. Let's restart. John, Troy, and myself get an itch to do some writing every once in a while, and when that happens, we publish it through World of Game Design. Head on over to store.wogd.com to find books like Oceanic Depths, Scrap Rats, and Motherlode that feature design by your delightful and charismatic hosts. Again, that's store.wogd.com. And we're back. Talking clerics, talking revised species, talking new glossary words. Um, this is a good big arcana, not as big as some of the ones we've got, but we're we're talking about twenty six pages again this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. the next one's supposed to be even chunkier. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so let's see. Overhead view. We've got the cleric. We've got, which also includes the life domain. Then we have uh, new takes on three species, the Ardling, the Dragonborn, and the Goliath. I don't think they're actually officially being changed over. That term is species now instead of race. Yes. Yep. This instance, yes. Right. And so I think yes. that's a pretty significant change. Yeah. It, it, it's significant, but it, it to me, like they kind of, they, they, talked about it as if it's some huge thing. Like, look at what we're doing. It's like mm-hmm. Pathfinder has already done it. Yeah. Um, other, <clears throat> other games already done it. Something you should have done a long time ago. So don't blow your horn on this. Just do it and let it go. You know, you don't need to call attention to it. Just finally do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, um, there's some other things that we're going to talk about that I think are along the same lines in here. Not not bad things, but just like some things that I look at, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That should have been there. That should have been how it was five years ago, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll get into it. I'm looking it. at you, Guidance. That's right. Yeah. The Guidance <laughs> spell, baby. Oh, I can't wait to get to that one. Wherever I saw that, I was like, ooh, that's going to be – that's not in every single cleric's arsenal. As a cantrip, I don't know. I don't know what would be brilliant. Well, let's dive into the cleric. Let's do. Let's just. Let's just start there. Um. So we get a full look at the cleric. This is a level one to twenty peak, um, and significant changes. Significant mm-hmm. changes. Um, significant changes. Um, to their class features. Not necessarily significant changes to their prepared spell slots. Right, like. I think it's pretty much the same. It might even be exactly the same. Certainly the same for a while. Um, but the class features, like like we, we can dive into more of these, but just so folks know, I think the biggest one is that they shifted some things around at the early levels so that you get your channel divinity at first level and mm-hmm. you're picking your subclass, which was used to be called a domain at third level kind of bringing the cleric in line with most of the other classes and having you pick your archetypes later on down the road. Well, I think that's what we're going to see in this new edition across the board is everybody picks at third level. 
regardless because you know they've got all of your all of your subclass abilities kick in on the in the same level Mm -hmm. for all so far for all the classes right and i think they're just getting everything to line up that way and i think that makes sense i think that it it just makes math and 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 set up a whole lot easier if it all works basically the same and there's no mm-hmm. real reason that it should that it can't that's the other thing it's not it's like it's not like there's some deep design philosophy that like fighters must have <laughs> more abilities at early levels like they can well, have them it is about balance you know it dep- like you know picking the subclass to me it kind of depends on what the idea and the concept of, of what class you're starting out in, you know, it kind of makes sense that you have to make some decisions as a warlock at first level, because, uh huh, you know, there's different types of a warlock. Yeah. And it's not like you're, you're a general cleric, a gen ed cleric. And then in three levels you get to, you know, declare your major. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. There's definitely, well, maybe, maybe we just start there. I mean, it's kind of starting at third level, but, but who doesn't like to start at third level every once in a while? So I agree. I think it's weird that, um, you get your domain at third level. Now, the only way that I can look at it is that these first two levels are now, you're basically an acolyte of your faith. I don't know if you guys feel the same way or not, but to me. Um, that's where I'm looking at is that this is, this is, these first two levels are acolytes and you would still be a life cleric or devoted to Pelor or whoever. It's just that you're not a full on cleric until third at this point. Yeah. You don't get your, you don't get your walking, you know, your. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that at least for a cleric in particular, actually, well, I mean, why not anything? You know, maybe the first two levels are supposed to represent that, like adept, acolyte, squire. It's the the zero level characters. You know, maybe the the, the skilled but not adventurers yet. I guess because well, I think I'm thinking of like warlocks and wizards, like the wizards that would be focusing on a particular school of magic. Wouldn't they be doing that before third level? Wouldn't a warlock have their patron before third level that they would have chosen? When a, a a cleric of like you, you'd be a devotee of a particular god, and not like, well, I'm kind of shopping around for the first couple of levels here, and then I'll settle on a god whenever I hit third. It's more of a narrative thing than me. I completely understand why they did it from a from a mechanical function. I got no beef with it whatsoever. So they're what they're effectively trying to do is synchronize the scaling across the board. Everybody gets pretty much the same kind, like the same type of thing they just get a different thing within that type right like that makes them a more of a, a the thing that makes them unique of that type is what they get everybody gets a feed that feed at fourth everybody gets a feed at eighth etc so i mean i get that um i think just from a narrative perspective it seems clunky to me at, uh, at this point well and it's also they're trying to make it you know the since they've added feats and stuff like that to the, the backgrounds. Yeah. That's a, what they're giving you already out of the gate is more choices just to create a character. Right. Mm -hmm. And for 
a veteran a veteran player, that's fine. For a brand new player, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I should choose because, you know, I've never played before. Right. And if you if you're adding more, it's like, oh yeah, you gotta pick your background. Okay. Now you gotta pick, you know, what what where your ability score bonuses go. Okay. Now you gotta pick uh, a feat to go with the the background. Okay. And now you gotta pick the subclass that goes with the class that you just picked. And now you gotta yeah, pick no. it's like ah I just want to That's play. actually a really good point. They're wanting to, they want to, you can tell as part of the design document that they, they give like these defaults, right? Here, just yeah. either if you want to, like the, the quick start guide is starting equipment is holy, holy, uh, chain shirt, holy, holy symbol, mace, shield, some gold, mm-hmm. priest pack, boom, done. Or you can buy it all however you want to piecemeal. But the, you can tell that they're trying to like make it as easy to unwrap as possible. But to your yeah. point, Troy, whenever you start adding in back, like backgrounds are not as simple as, you know, here's the specific things you right. get. You get these specific things and you get a feat. Well, or mm-hmm. or maybe you get your own, you can select a feat. And feats are actually, to me at least, they're a little bit more of a complicated thing than I think we, that we take them for granted because we've known them for so long since third edition. But a feat is like not related to your class. It's just this extra thing that might synergize with your class in some way or customize it in a way that that makes a lot of sense but it's kind of it's like its own bolt-on rule that you get to to incorporate into it which introduces more complexity i feel like for new players Mm -hmm. and like i've actually tried to explain to players the differences between like now you're talking about like class abilities versus feats well what's a feat Mm -hmm. well feats an extra thing that you get well i thought i already got extra things i've literally had this conversation with new players we try to explain what a feat actually is again not to crap on feats. I like feats. Just, and I think it's cool that you get access to them, but it is interesting the way that they're going about it in order to try to reduce complexity. I thought that was the most, sorry, Troy, go ahead. I was going to say, I, and that is very, it's very interesting that, you know, in fifth edition, they came out and said feats are completely optional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they are not. Mm-hmm. Well, that I think was the clunkiest thing that they said in the video tied to this release. I think Jeremy Crawford is such an eloquent presenter that it's rare for him to say something that's really clunky. But when he was talking about feats in this last update, and he's like, well, feats should be optional, and we want to keep feats optional. So you're going to all pick a feat at first level. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you don't have to pick feats later. Still, mm. I'm like, but you're actually still picking a feat because every yeah. t- it's a feat yeah. or, or an ASI, and ASI is now a feat. So feats are not optional. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was a very all other feats. All other feats can be optional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's there's that. Yeah. Well, let's walk backwards for a moment and talk about the level one uh, channel divinity. Um. Channel Divinity, you still have the turn on dead, um, which largely hasn't changed. Some of the verbiage has changed, but it works basically the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, um, kinda. They they added they added that. Um, I mean, I, okay, Divine Spark. Let's go there first. Yes, yeah. So they added this other. They they turn on dead is still Channel Divinity, but they've added another Channel Divinity option to every class. Uh, every cleric at first level, which is called Divine Spark. Yeah, go ahead, Troy. Yeah, I I, I, I dig this. It, it's, I kind of, it's it's a healing bump, and 
or a, a damage bump. And mm-hmm. I like that. You know, it kind of, it, it does have that divine feeling. You you can you, you can give a, a nice quick heal. You can do a, a nice quick damage. Boom boom. Yep. That's what, so that's it's, kind of well, it's nice and simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's Very like simple. roll roll a couple of d8s based on your proficiency bonus. You can decide whether you want to heal or, or hurt somebody. Boom. Yep. Pretty 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 easy to do, right? I love um, it. I honestly yep. love it. It makes so much sense. It mm-hmm. does. The turn on well, dead, I'm not happy with. Well, hang on, let I me agree. ask you this though. Let me all ask right. you this about divine spark. Does it make sense for all of the different like gods? Do you think if you got like a, a god of corruption and disease that still heals? I think that what you will see is slight tweaks to divine spark when mm-hmm. you get into those other mm-hmm. domains. Probably, so it'll be when you pick your domain at third level, your divine spark deals necrotic damage instead of radiant mm-hmm. damage. But and then, but you think it'll still heal? The, the reason why I say is because traditionally, at least, and granted, I'm not a slave to, to tradition, but there's something to be said about the narrative function of, you know, look like Melkor. Melkor can't create anything, yeah. right? Melkor corrupts things, so mm-hmm. and Melkor doesn't heal. It can kind of like fuse things together, but nothing's ever healed. It's kind of like cobbled together, and that's the best about. It. So that's kind of the way that evil works, you know, in tr- in traditional fantasy, and again. The reason why I say traditional is because D and D is the is kind of the epitome of traditional fantasy. It's it's the the yeah. homogenization of Western fantasy into like you bring a playable a, RPG. I think you bring up a good point. I think we just need to see what an evil or a more mm-hmm. sinister domain looks like. Because well, yeah, I think yeah, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think they're gonna worry about it because I don't think they're really gonna go down that path. It's like no, you guys are heroes. You, you're not. They don't need to worry about that because you're supposed to be playing heroes. I also think like it, like I don't know this, right. But I think that like in the world of D and D, they want a drow cleric to be able to heal their minions. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so there may be that The big thing here. The big, big thing that's different though, is you get a number of channel divinities equal to your proficiency bonus per yeah. long rest, mm-hmm. which is, a huge boss, yeah. a huge boost right out the gate. Yeah, so you're like, looking at up to six at yeah. what? 16th level, 17th level, somewhere around there? Yeah, and two right out the gate at first level. Yeah. Yep. A cleric in your party now means that you never have to worry about the undead. Mm-hmm. Or, be, or really, s- the, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to have to worry about <clears throat> being out of healing either. I don't have to focus on, uh, on casting cure wounds or... Uh, Let's see, like Cure Wounds is touch-based. Actually, this is better than Cure Wounds, mm-hmm. really. Why even bother yeah. doing Cure Wounds because of this? Well, because Turn Undead is so to. good, and you assume that there's a domain right. ability coming that's good, too. Like, yep. what we're going to see, and I really want Troy to talk about Turn Undead because I agree mm-hmm. that there's problems with it. But what I think we're going to see, what you're going to see throughout all this cleric, is this cleric is a badass cleric now. Yeah. Like... The power level of this cleric is nuts. Yeah, um, compared to what you got in 5e, yeah. Compared to what mm. you get in 5e, this cleric is the cat's meow. Like this this cleric is is the is the is the sheriff. And every other cleric that came before is just a deputy. Uh Troy, talk about Turn Undead, because I think you and I are gonna feel the same way. Well, uh Turn Undead, the wording of it 
annoys me straight yeah. out of the gate because you've got this. Um, I mean, I like the I like the more description that they put into it. The wisdom saving throw, same thing. Um, but then you get to the part where it says, you know, if they fail, it's dazed. Yeah, which is a new okay, condition. Okay, that's a, that, that's a new condition. Okay, great. I love that initially. Right? Yeah, I love that initially. Why are you putting the your definition of dazed in this ability? And you got it wrong. Yeah, it's like, well, it's dazed, but we're not really going to use dazed the way that. Yeah, we we're not really going to use dazed how how we how we said it is because it, it's like the dazed creature, as as the rule is, the dazed creature can either move. Or take an action. Which would have been both. perfect for this. Yep. And you're done. And you're perfect. Done. Perfect. Uh, but then they go on to say that the only action the turned un- undead can take is the dash action. Yeah. Isn't that just move? If all they can do is dash. Well, it's they can, move they can and only move t- again. But no. Because they yeah. can't. Because they can only move. Or take an action. They can't do both. Yeah. So what they're saying is the only thing that they can do is move. Is move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then why'd you change it? Why'd you make yeah. it the day's condition? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it the same. Yeah. I think it should just be it is days for one minute or until it takes any damage or you're incapacitated or die. Done. Boom. Mm-hmm. End. And like, well, you also want to put in to there that they can only, if they move, they can only move farther away. That's yeah. still something that I, I, think I want fine. that in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's I mean, fine. It, it, or if you want to keep it, they're dazed, and the only way they can attack you is if they have to to get away. You know, like, get away. You know, I'm trying to leave, yeah. and you're and you're right in my face. You know, something like that where you're blocking them. Now, I'm gonna other otherwise why, why minor knit minor knit. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no attacks. The main reason why is because that's that's what I'm the, saying. Yeah, because turn undead really. It comes from the old Hammer Horror films mm-hmm. of drawing the crucifix against a vampire and then recoiling in terror at the power of you know your faith. So, but, yeah, but you never one saw a vampire is, fight back. But one minute is forever. Yes, mm-hmm. and the, okay, it's, and there's no additional failing or saving. No, yeah, None. yeah, just done. That to me is the thing that's like they should be able to attack. I like the idea of saying they can't move closer, but I love the idea of like as they're leaving. If your party is in their line of yep. leaving, they could still lash out. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's great. I also like the idea that like you hold up your symbol, they're dazed, they you know, shield their eyes, whatever, but they could still attack you maybe with disadvantage. I don't know. I just feel like like Yeah. There's it's you're right, Troy. This is this is clunky and it's it it's been clunky for all of five E. So um, it's, yes, clunky clunky, poorly worded. And I mean, come on, we've had, we've had enough time. We can fix this. Do, do either one of you t- want to talk about spell casting or should we move right on to holy order? I, I'm okay with spell casting. It's pretty I'm, much is I'm, what it I'm is. okay with it, but this is different than the previous spell casting we had in the play, te- play test packet too, because these guys have more spells that they can prepare then they can cast. Because remember in the first play te- or the other playtest packet, you can only prepare yeah. two spells and mm-hmm. you can only cast two spells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now clerics get they get a nice packet that they always have prepared. They never have to do anything for it. And mm-hmm. then they get to pick two more. 
And now they've got what five or six to choose from. Options, yep. It's options. Yeah, they've got options, which is where they really should be, honestly. Which is where they should be, and 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 so should other classes. You should always have options, I think. But I still don't like the idea of being able to switch out cantrips willy nilly. Yeah, mm. I I mean I'm going to be right up there with you, and like my preference is that I despise when you can swap out spells on a long rest, mm-hmm. but. But I understand that it would. Uh, that's a that is a fight that I'm not going to win. Right. <laughs> so I still I still want to know because they never come out and explicitly say they didn't in fifth edition. They don't do it here. So does this mean that a cleric actually has access to all the spells in you know in their domain at all times, mm-hmm. or do you yes. have to learn them? Do you have to pray for them? Is there some way to, you know, or do you just have them? Because in the other playtest packet, that's the way it reads as well, that, oh, all rangers have access to all these primal spells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't yeah. have to go out and learn them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so as I understand it, yeah. The clerics have access to all of their spells. And then at the beginning, it's like a, like the their prayer book, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a, a bunch of prayers that they can memorize for the day. Yeah, and they meditate on them first thing in the morning or whenever they do their prayers or whatever. And so you have like this, this arsenal that you reset every single day. Similar to, I mean, it's similar to a wizard, except you don't have to go out and find and transcribe spells in your spell book. You right. just yeah. have it. You it's just part it. of your dogma. So, that's the two first level abilities. The second level ability is new. It's mm-hmm. called Holy Order. And it's the closest thing is like your um, fighting style mm-hmm. that we saw yes. before in 5e. But yes. here we have, you pick one of three types of holy order, a sacred role, basically. Mm-hmm. You can either be a protector, a scholar, or a thaumaturge. And if you're a protector, you get martial weapon proficiency and heavy armor training. If you're a scholar, you gain proficiency in two additional skills um, and then when you use one of those skills, you gain a bonus equal to your wisdom modifier when you use those skills. And, and then, go ahead. Yeah. I, was, I wanted to point this out because I like Protector and I like Thaumaturge. I like how they work as is. I love the idea of Holy Order. It's like an extension of, of, of you being an, an, an acolyte. But for, my, for the Scholar, why are you including, whenever you make an ability check using either of those skills, you gain a bonus to the check equal to your wisdom modifier. Is this over and above what you're already getting for being proficient yes it is then then why are you not just giving them expertise because Because i think it's supposed to it's supposed to represent not just like scholastic or academic even though it says scholar there's also kind of like it is though the wisdom of of knowledge as application i think is where that's supposed that's maybe just me talking out of my keister but i think that because like how many clerics do you know that have religion as a skill, but they suck at it. Right. But, but what does the, if, if you're proficient in something and you get to add your proficiency bonus again, what does this that, is different. what is that called? This is different though, because it's not adding your proficiency bonus again. It's adding your wisdom modifier. So your it's going to be modifier. more static. Gotcha. Got it. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. It's going to be more static okay. because yeah, your proficiency bonus is going to climb with you and your wisdom modifier will climb, but not as fast. When I when it, I read that, I read that as proficiency yeah, and not yeah, which would have been mm-hmm. exactly like yeah. And then the thaumaturge is you get one extra cantrip 
and then um, you get one extra channel divinity when you finish a, uh, well, actually, let me rephrase that. You get it, regain a channel divinity that you've spent if you take a short rest. Which is right. bonkers, because you've already got a crap load of channel divinities anyway. Yeah, it. I love these, though. Like, no, I, I think they could use some tweaks maybe a little bit, but I think that this Holy Order thing is really great. Now, now let me just say, I love the Holy Orders right now. I'm very disappointed in them by the time I get to the end of this. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Let me enough. throw this something else out there too. I would I would I would tack on something to Holy Order. Pretty innocuous. Two very, very small additions that I've always added in every single homebrew that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. That clerics all have receive uh, religion as a proficiency, as a skill proficiency. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they get thaumaturgy as a cantrip. Like, like to me, any any wizard that doesn't have prestidigitation, druid that doesn't have druid craft, thaumaturgy that isn't a cleric, they're so small, they're so flavorful. They don't. There's no mechan- real mechanical benefit to it other than just like narrative function. I don't. I never did understand why either one of those things weren't were added. They they do get thaumaturgy. Well, in, in, no, in that, their that in their prepared you, spells, they have the following spells prepared. These right, but you can select them. you can select them if you want. That's the like you the can swap them list. out. That's just a default yeah. suggested list. It's not yeah. required. It's not like yeah. Alternatively, you can pay, you can prepare three spe- zero level spells and two uh, first level spells of your choice. I count that as it's it's on top of because it says prepared spells. You well, I guess those are those are alternatively. So yeah, uh, uh, like you can you have these spells or you can do this. Right, because that's if you it, look at the list, okay. it's it's three zeros and one first. And now, now I now I, I I agree with or two first. Definitely agree with John because if you're going through if you're going through wizard school, if you're going through cleric school, if you're going mm-hmm. through whatever, your that place is going to teach you a set number of spells. Yeah, everybody going through that is going to have that same set of spells. Yeah, everybody. Um, and, and that's the way it should be. So I agree. Yeah. I, I, me, I would house rule this straight out of the gate. That, yep, you get these right here, and then you get mm-hmm. to pick two, and then you get to pick three. That's a lot. That is a lot. I'm, I'm okay with it, but that's a lot. One thing that I would have said is on the protector, I don't understand why. I would like to see protectors being able to use a shield as their spellcasting focus. Mm. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. good point. Like, come on, it's protector. Like, you're mm-hmm. not going to carry a shield with your weapon. So where's your whole your spellcasting focus going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, let's go okay. ahead and just drop that in there. Um, But I think these are great. I, I like, like, good ideas. And I think with a little bit of tweaking, they can get there. Um, then we have the third level subclass, which we've already talked about. We'll talk about the life cleric in a minute. Fourth level is a feat. We've already talked about that. So now we're on to a fifth level smite undead. Um, anything that we want to cover there? You get to roll a number of d8s equal to your proficiency bonus and add the rolls together. Um, and that is extra damage that you deal to your turn undead. Undead. I guess that's the, the, the replacement for destroy. destroying undead. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because basically all you're doing is combining the divine spark and the turning undead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's fine. Um, then we have blessed strikes, which are, um, exactly like divine strikes. They're just renamed. Um, 
um, the only note there is that divine strikes used to be melee weapons, mm-hmm. and now it's all weapons mm-hmm. and cantrips can can apply a blessed strike, mm-hmm. um, which is again it's a power boost. That's what you're going to see with this freaking cleric is. That's what, that's what you're going to see with this freaking new edition. Yeah, it's it's, it's a power boost. Um, then we have eighth level. We get a oh, feat. Time out. Oh, time out. Yep, 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 yep. Go ahead. With it, with blessed strikes is where my disappointment in holy order begins. Oh, because you make this choice at second level. I feel it's a pretty substantial choice. Protector, scholar, thaumaturg. Right. Yeah. That should inform something, some choices that you have available to you going forward in I your see. class. So, because Protector is more of a martial yes. bent. And Scholar. then all of them have Blessed Strike, which it seems yes. like a martial or at least combat driven. Exactly. Right? So my thing is like, if, if you're going to get do this Holy Order thing, then do the Holy Order thing and have, you know, choices to be made. So yeah. you should have it tied, the Blessed Strike should be tied to the Holy Order. A I think protectors that, or thaumaturge, depending. I think that scholar's the only one that really suffers from blessed strikes because blessed strikes is both a, mm-hmm. it would be a thaumaturge and a protector. Yep. The, Boom, right? the the issue right is less the the issue is that they have to do this. Yeah. Because the the cleric struggles in the same way that the ranger struggles in that their spell list traditionally does not allow them to deal to do the damage output that a wizard or a sorcerer or a paladin will do with their basic abilities and basic spells. And so both the ranger and the cleric get this, this gimme D8 mm-hmm. as part of their class build to help give them the boost that they so desperately need. Now, I'm not saying that that makes this reasonable. I'm saying that what they're trying, they're acknowledging the fact that the cleric is not a damage output unless it gets some help somewhere. Right. They're, to me, that says that they're giving lazy design in order to fix something. They're not putting any thought into it. This is a, this is a yeah, you're absolutely right. This, this, this is, is just a throwaway this, ability. This, that's this, just is a ba- this is a band-aid. Band-aid, well, yeah. Because like, it's a me, patch. Yeah, it's yeah. a patch. For me, I would say, okay, because um, you it's a shame to have a cool choice at second level like that and then do nothing with it the rest of the time. Well, so, so for protector do shield of faith as a reaction. Yeah. And then for the scholar, now they gain expertise in the yeah. skills plus their, their wisdom yeah. modifier. And then the thaumaturge gets blessed strike. And it only gets worse at their ninth level ability, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is a big mistake. And it's the only thing that I really had a big problem with oh, with this mm-hmm. build. Because so lazy. It's saying, oh, you get a you pick a holy order at second level. I think it's great flavor. You have a sacred role. And then at ninth level, it's like, uh, and now you have a second sacred role. Go pick another one. Right. And like, come on. Like that's that's like Troy said, that's lazy, but it also it's anti flavor. It's anti theme it's anti-choice but it uh, that's a, i don't want to beat up i don't want to beat up r&d the folks that are putting this stuff together but the, you saw that in Dragonlance, even where they were like whenever they did the uh the knights of salamnia and the mages of sorcery mages of high sorcery you could there were some 
like some of them had like really like interesting abilities and, and then some of them were just like, well, here you get a constitution bump or you get, you essentially yeah, get yeah. like a battle master function or you get like, you get battle, you get uh per, like dice or something like, like battle master yep. dice or something like that, yep. which I'm like, to me, that's lazy that you're, you're tapping into an existing class, give them their own thing exactly. and make it unique in, instead yeah. of just like going back to the same. Well, it's like, well, if I wanted to be a battle master, I would have been a battle master. Right. Like, or to, like, don't force me to double down on it if, if I already am and don't make me be one if I don't want to be one just mm-hmm. because I'm choosing a particular background. Yeah. To me, I mean, it, it flies in the face of all the stuff they've ever said. He's like, we want the players to be able to make meaningful choices. Then give us meaningful choices and stop relying on this super tired, super lazy design crap. And you might not want to beat up on the people at Wizards of R&D, but they're supposed to be the best creators out there, right? Mm-hmm. And a- and they're phoning in some of this stuff. It, th- this is where this class, to me, begins to just well, lose it. It's, it's, it, it. it's what they took, right, is they took fighting style as an idea, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, with fighting style, everybody loves when you get to pick another fighting style. So let's just do that. But the flavor is completely different here. And I think they have to recognize that. I also think that they're trying to not get this class super complex. They're saying, well, if we had another choice here, then it's But that's just it, though. It wouldn't be a choice. Yeah, it would already be locked in. Yeah, they never, they they hate doing that. Remember the barbarian, totem warrior barbarian, all that? Like, they love the idea of never locking you into a path. And that's, I don't agree with that, but this is that again, right? Where they're like, well, we don't want you to feel like you regretted not being able to pick this earlier. So why don't you just get another choice to pick again? It's like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, for fighters, it works because all they're doing is building more and more and more martial skill. Right. So yeah, they should be able to pick another fighting style, but these, these holy orders are so diverse. Yeah. They, they're so unique from one another. The protector, the scholar, the thaumaturge. Mm. They it's they're not different fighting styles. They're different right. mindsets completely. Yeah. Oh, you just pick yeah. another one. Yeah. Yeah, not to beat the let me I don't want to beat the drum too much on this, but like I wanted to make sure I was specific. So but the Knight of the Rose, Knight of the Crown, Knight of the Sword, they all get the exact same first half yeah. of the ability. Right. So they get ability an ability score increase, which this is me, baby. I hate ability score increases in feats. I hate them because you get a plus one, right? Uh, which if you're like plus two is the only thing that really matters because that's the only thing that's actually going to b- bump your modifier up, right? So I hate odd numbered ability scores for, for that specific reason. The back half of it is fine. But when you look at the the the, the sorcerers or the, uh, the like the red robes, white robes and stuff, all you do really in the first half is you get one additional second level spell of your choice that you can cast without it. And it's added to your spell list. The, it's like the first half is so lazy in both of those instead of giving unique abilities. And this is like, that's what I'm getting at. It's like where you're seeing this as a recurrent thing, theme and the design philosophy. I it's like just, I, the... I like the plus one to abilities, but I understand when people don't like that's okay. Um, let's 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 wrap up here with the yep. clerics because we're actually pretty close. Because the only two things left on this cleric that are, the only things left on this are stuff that we were already expecting. Divine intervention at eleventh level; it's three levels earlier. 
because it used to be a 14th, but it's the same. I think that's great. We want it to be no, earlier. No, divine, divine Intervention used to be a 10th. I'm sorry. I thought that it was a 14th. My bad. Uh, yeah, so they moved around a little bit. Yeah, and then the, the, the greater Divine Intervention, the difference is there was like a percentile chance of it happening. Now it's now it automatic. Happens. It just yeah. happens. Well, which is crazy. Great, no, because Greater Divine Intervention was at 20th level and it was the exact same thing. It was you do it and it happens. Was it? I thought it yep. was a percentile. Nope. Nope. No, you're it, right. It, 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 it automatically yeah. happens. And and now they, you know, they're sticking with this this really super lame idea of boons at 20th level. Because the boons are not great. There's like a small handful of these boon feats that are out there. They're like, ooh, these are kind of cool. All the rest of them should not be considered boons that you have to wait till 20th level to get. They're boring. Yeah. They're so ungodly. Underwhelming. Boring. Yeah. But like yeah. this this class, I mean, I love I love clerics, but but from levels five to eighteen, nothing really happens. It, nothing's fun, nothing's cool, nothing's inspired. Um Maybe the feats that they pick, but I mean that's on that's on the player. That's well, not the, the subclass, you know, the subclass will get yeah, but, that, that, but there. yeah, yeah, but like the base class, there's yeah. nothing. There's no, there's no teeth to to sink into to to feel good about it. I would say though, like I agree with you. I have always felt that way about heavy spell casting classes, like the cleric, the wizard, the sorcerer. Like they all are boring. Once you get out of the low levels, they're pretty much boring, uh, except because they're saving complexity and uniqueness for spell lists, spell choice, and subclasses. And and I also want to draw attention to, you know, in the last playtest packet, we had, you know, the classes, they had two levels, I think two levels each that got nothing, right? Cleric has three, level 13, level 15, and level 17. You get nothing, not yeah. a feat, not a subclass feature, not that's, a not a that's high. When you you get your, that's when you get your seventh level spell, your eighth level spell, and your ninth level spell. I know okay. that that's not a real thing, right? Like I am in agreement with you, but that's their justification. But you're getting a huge spell, so you don't need an ability. It's like if if that's how you're looking at it, then you shouldn't get anything on the levels where you get your third level spell and your fourth level spell yeah. and your yeah. fifth level spell either. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. for the for your character at that time, that next level bump where you get those level yep. spells is a huge yep. deal. I agree. I agree. Um, well, let's sad. let's do this real quick because we're gosh darn it, we're at an hour already almost. <laughs> um, we need a part two after this, I think. Yeah. Um, let's run through. Let's get through the life. life let's domain, go through right? the life domain real mm-hmm. quick here. So we have domain spells right at the gate. Yep, makes uh, sense. Yep, nothing, nothing shocking. Well, there. hang on, hang on. Uh, so, what I will note is that uh, they have chosen a completely different spell list, at least at the beginning. That's true. It used to be that life domain got um, cure wounds. Yes, uh, uh, cure wounds and bless, which mm-hmm. are first level, right? Per healing and less restoration are uh, 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 second level, right? Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they cut out that first level spells choice, um, which I think is a big deal. Um, it's saying, hey, 
because you're picking this at third level and you have access to these higher levels of spells already, we don't need to give you low-level spells tied to your domain. And I think that's a mistake. I think that this should have... I think that we should have those first-level cleric... or those. I think the problem is that they're organizing it by cleric level, and it really needs to be organized by spell slot level. Mm -hmm. um, Spell level. And we need to have cure wounds back in here. It's really weird to me that we don't have a life-domain cleric that doesn't get that, so... That's fair. Disciple of Life is pretty much exactly what it was, though. Two additional points plus the spells level. Yep. If you yep. have stuff. But right. you, yeah, you got to wait an extra level. And then uh, what? Preserve Life is your new channel divinity function. Yeah. Which it, it, is, sim- is essentially what it was before. Yeah. Right? But, but. But you can do it multiple times now. And you have to wait four levels to get it. Yeah, than, than what true. it was before. So, but I think that the the pain the 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 trade off though is that you're getting you're getting healing up until that point. This is just like gravy healing, right? Which is what the life cleric is based on. It should all be gravy healing, right? Yeah, I don't that, like that's what that. You're supposed you, to do. You don't get your channel right out the gate. It's odd. Yeah, and then to me, I this this is why this proves the point or proves the idea of making the bard more heal heavy. Why? Because they gimped your life cleric. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. They did to gimp it. It's not as good anymore. Yeah. It's not um, as good. until until you get up higher and, and then 10th level is blessed healer. You have to wait four levels to get blessed healer too. So mm-hmm. all of this stuff, all of this stuff that's supposed to make you the mighty heal bomb, and it's that all used getting to be a sixth level ability. Yeah, it's yeah. all getting pushed deeper into the class. So it's like, well, yeah, we better so, make guards healers. Well, we so supreme this is a, this healing is a, got walked backwards a little bit. It's a, right. it well, was yeah. So let me hang on. But this is the I think this is a de- design philosophy thing. I think that the reason why they did that specifically is because I, I wonder if the way that they're going to try to fix upper end play for like levels ten and up, like everyone everybody knows that pretty much after level like 12 13 things kind of fall apart mechanically mm-hmm, yeah. in D D, right i wonder what they're trying to do is they're trying to stretch things out or they're trying to create like a middling level that lasts longer and that's the way that they're going to end up fixing quote unquote tier three and four play you know what I think that that is the wrong way to go about it yeah i'm not saying you're wrong <laughs> i'm just saying that's my that's my suspicion i think, I think D is five levels too high at its standard Yes. Like, I think we have five levels of pointlessness, and it should be a level one to 15 build. Yeah, there's people don't play that long because they just don't. They, most of the time, they don't want to. They're like, man, I've been playing this clerk, this character for a year. Yeah. And, and, and seven books have already come out, and I got a, a bunch of ideas. I want to play something new. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's get it going. Yep. All right. Good, well, Craig. <laughs> Um, well, here let's um, let's let's move along because so that was the cleric. That's the life domain. Um, lots of good stuff in there. Lots of powerful stuff in there, and then some very iffy stuff yeah. towards and the I, end. And I'll and I'll say this to to John's to John's point. I there, there's a lot of disappointment, you know, with stuff in there for me. But I do like the idea that a life cleric isn't automatically death proofing your party at very low levels like they used to. Yeah. Yeah. I do like how it's spread out, but it's just so it's it's just so little so yeah. so infrequently once you get oh, past a few levels. It's like meh. 
I'm with you. Well, just to go like not to like beat the death the hell out of this horse, but you know everything you can see where like the butter zone of play is to Zach's point is like the first through fifteenth level. You see that because every single adventure that's written is between levels one and twelve tops. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they don't they don't know what to do with anything after fifth fifteenth level anyway. Yeah. So again, that's yeah. why I feel like they're trying to stretch out the middle more and not worry about like so much like in the kind of like they're bu- debuffing the uh, yeah the the like level eighteen stuff and the boons and making them more mediocre so that you can extend that that mechanical. Uh, if if, yeah. if if they want to do that, make the classes solidly fun at every level that they mm-hmm. get cool stuff every level, and just write better adventures. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah. So let's cover species next. We've got these three species: Ardling, Dragonborn, Goliath. Now we already have talked about how we feel like the Ardling is pointless, mm. and Jeremy Crawford. This is the second part where he stumbled, I think, in that video where he's like, "We got a lot of good feedback." The Dragonborn scored worse than the Ardlane, but those were the two bottom two, so we're offering revisions. It's like, aha. Uh-huh. And what I loved about it, it he, he took away the wrong lesson, right? Because he said, we heard you, we heard that the Ardlane was trying to be too much. Claire, it's celestial, it's bestial, it's yada, 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 yada. We also heard that you're like, well, why wouldn't you just throw in the Isomar instead of the Ardlane, he's like, well, the answer is because you're already going to have the ASMR in the DMG. Which communicates that the ASMR is going to be in the DMG revised still. But that's dumb because the DMG is not a player-facing book. Right. Yeah. And and so what he, his, like, it was a stumble because he's like, so what we did was we said, hey, you're right, though. You shouldn't have two Celestials, so let's back off on the Ardling and make it more bestial and less Celestial. And it's like, no, the whole point is that we're okay with a Celestial, but we want it to be the one that's been right. a second fiddle for 12 years. Yes. Yeah, get rid of this stupid-ass animal-headed freak. Now, having said that, <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. I like where they're going with these three species. And this goes back to them. The power level is nuts here again. Mm -hmm. Like there is so much strength in these species that is, was not there in 5e. And there's so many choices in these species. I think they're doing away with the idea of sub races. It's what this feels like to me. Because you have animal ancestry as part of the Ardling. You pick whether you're a climber, a flyer, a racer, or a swimmer. With a dragonborn, there's not dragonborn subraces. It's just picking an ancestor. And with a Goliath, you're not picking a subrace. You're picking a giant ancestry. And I I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree strongly here, I think. I think what they're able to do with the Goliath this way is they're able to more broadly categorize them instead of them just being one thing, big blue tattooed dudes and dudettes. Now they've got like, they can, there's a lot, there's a a spectrum of the way that they look, the way that they operate, the way that they're like the cultural functions instead of, and and things like that. 
and then I th- let, me, let me I got a bone to pick though with uh with Ardling. Divine magic, the way that this is written, irritates the hell out of me. It's like yep. you can innately channel minor, minor divine magic. You know the thaumaturgy spell. Great. But yeah. as soon as you finish a long rest, you can change it out to whatever you want to. <laughs> like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and okay, so we're gonna just pop right back up to the Ardling thing. That's fine. I, I don't like them. I there I, I if you want a celestial, fine, give us give us the, the ASMR like we've already said. If you want to get rid of like the tabaxi and the turtle and all that other stuff and just have Ardling, fine. Get rid of the celestial crap from the from the Ardling. They cut most of it, but they kept one it, little but, but you had to yeah, they just yeah. had to keep oh no, we need it. No, we need it. It's like, no, you don't. It's stupid. And if you're gonna again, it goes back to it's kind of like the holy order thing. You gotta make a choice. Climber, flyer, racer, swimmer. I like the climber. Um the flyer is pointless. Is pointless be, because yeah, okay. You call them flyers, but then they, they have fly. this this gliding ability. But it's not a gliding ability; it's a parachute. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have a parachute and like a, a a boost, a jet boost for jumps. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's and that's it. But they're flyers. That's they are obsessed with the idea of jumping. Yeah, in the one D and D play test, I'm like. It does not matter this much, guys. Let's J- move jumping on. In, jumping in languages. It's like whatever. Yeah. And then the racer. Man, the racer is fast. The racer is nuts. When you take the dash action, your yeah. speed increases to 10, increases by 10 God. times your proficiency bonus. Yeah. Uh, take. What do you do as you take that levels 18 uh, Ardling Monk mm-hmm. with like... 80 feet of movement anyway and they're they're literally like they're sub barely subsonic at that yeah point. yeah 180 swim, feet of movement and the swimmer out, yes. is fine the divine magic get rid of it or if you're going to keep it just say throw tie it, tie it no tie it to the choices that you've already made give give the a cantrip that makes sense for a climber give the a cantrip that makes sense to the flyer that doesn't make sense the yeah. racer and the swimmer your, yeah. your choices are locked in. You're done. Keen senses make sense. Now we get down here to Dragonborn. Why do you need a new version of these? You just had them in Fizzbands, and they were fine. Now we're now we're mucking with them again, and you're, you're not making a broken breath weapon. Up yeah, until this point. But you I mean, you could. Yeah, minor tweaks are fine, but it's just it's the same crap. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Dark vision. Why do you need dark vision all of a sudden? Well, yeah, they have dark vision and mm-hmm. flight. Yeah, let's. Yeah, draconic. The draconic flight is abs- is is going back to that lazy garbage design, which is funny to me because you you won't let one fly, but you'll let the other. Yeah, like either you're going to allow species to fly or you're not. And right? then and and then it, and then it's oh, they're spectral dragon wings. If you want mm-hmm. them to fly, just give them wings. wings. And yeah. if not, then don't. They don't I love need that to they fly. Talk so much about how. These are dragons without wings as part of their ancestry, dragon yeah. born or bow. Like, and then one of their abilities is like, yeah, but we kind of want them to have wings, so let's give them that. Yeah, and, and, um, and it's obviously it's these stupid spectral things. It's like whatever. I, I honestly think that they did a really good job of honing the breath weapon. I the breath that, weapon's better. The breath weapon. The breath is weapon's better. better. I think you might as well just give every race in the book dark vision at this point. And exactly. Just call it good. Exactly. Like, like it's so weird that the dragonborn didn't have dark vision to begin with because dragons have dark vision. So like, why don't these 
So I understand why you add it in, but at this point, it's just dumb. It's like it's the just, only race that doesn't have dark vision is gonna end up being humans. Yeah, uh, just and halflings. Humans oh no, they'll give, they'll give them dark vision yeah. too eventually. Give them tremor sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no. I think I think that if they, I think I could live with dark vision because it's just part of their dumbness at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think the only one that really needs fixed is still draconic flight. I think it's I think it's Ugh. a weird ability. And what I would rather them do, what I'd rather them do there is give them some sort of frightful presence or something like that at fifth level, mm-hmm. something that that gives them some sort of roar or what. Like they have that feat in Xanathar's. There's a draconic roar. That's the sort of thing that it needs. That would feel real, not this spectral wing. Anything that is pretend, anything is worthless. Yeah. Um, all right. So Goliath. Some of the weirdness that's going on with this Goliath, though. I, a lot I, of weird I, stuff. It kind of it really veers off from like the the established lore. Yes. Slash feel of the Goliath. A lot I, like a Goliath now that can either teleport or that can. <laughs> hit a target and deal, you deal additional fire damage or like all these, like I understand what they're trying to go for. If if it's a giant, if it's a giant ancestry, they want to be able to tie the giant's ancestry to like their current physiological state. I get that. It's just, it's, it, it doesn't fit with what we, the established, whether, whether the species is right now, it's a pretty, pretty big divergence from it. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. Um, you know, I liked Goliath before as a mountain dwelling people that were just, just basically large, bald blue humans. I thought that was great. I thought that was fine. But now, now all they're doing is taking the design philosophy of the Dragonborn and giving them, giving it to the Goliaths because you're choosing the type of of giant that they came from. If that's the case, why don't you have ogres and trolls and cyclopses too? Well, let me pitch you this. All right, let me pitch you one change that'll blow your mind. <laughs> one one quick trick. To, 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 to a better life. What if, instead of saying cloud giant, fire giant, frost giant, what if it was clans? Oh, I like see. Like the fire clan, the... Well, that like, the, ra- like the deer clan, the whatever, the wolf clan, the... Mm. And each clan that you come from gives you a cool ability. I think that's really all they need to do with this. Because I think it's actually there's some cool stuff there, and it does the the Goliath race was a little bit boring in Five E, and I appreciate that they put some work into it. I just think they took the wrong direction. We already we already have a I agree with Troy that we don't need Goliath tied to all the giant races at this point, mm-hmm. but we have something that already divides up that already divides up Goliaths and that's their clans. Let's just give them that. You know, yeah, I don't know. Because to, to me, the, the cloud giant or the clouds jaunt does it's a cool ability, but it doesn't feel Goliathy. Well, yeah. isn't it's effectively what it's they steal it from Aladrin too, right? Isn't that an Aladrin ability? Yeah, I know the Aladrin are not like a misty stepping, they're just misty stepping. Yeah, yeah. And Bear Droid saying I, that's a good point. I think that this Goliath isn't even for the core book, it's for the giant book that's coming sooner. Mm hmm. And yeah, and then you've got fires burn cliche, frost chill cliche, hills tumble. Okay, all the other giants are way bigger and way stronger than a hill giant, mm-hmm. but none of them can knock a PC over. Yeah, 
Only hill giants mm. can knock you on your butt. Yeah. Stones yeah. endurance. It's this. It's what they had from before. You yeah. didn't even change it. And then storm thunder. Yeah. If you're going to do now, storm thunder is about the only one that I really like because if you change it as not directly tied to the a storm giant, it's just because they're big. You could flavor this yeah. as the Hulk's foot stomp or the big clap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. you could just boom and everything rumbles and you get knocked down. Stuff like that. Give yeah. me some cool stuff. Stop relying on the old tired cliche crap. Yeah. So then we go to fifth level and we get large form. Yeah. Which is basically just them stealing the ability from, from the Dorgar. The Dorgar and saying, Oh, these guys get it now. And whereas I feel like mechanically it fits the theme because it's already tied to this other thing, Dorgar. And because it's so obviously like a magical thing that they don't have lore for, mm-hmm. it feels odd, even though it should be perfect. Um, and I'm struggling with it. I feel like if they're going to keep it, they got to write some good lore to make it make sense. Um, because as it is, it just feels like somebody was reading the Durgar and was like, oh, let's slap that into the Goliath. Um, and then. Then we have a uh, powerful build. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, I think it's good, actually. Like, yeah. I think it's nice and clean. Um, I don't have any problems with it. So, all in all, that's, you know, I think we have a mixed bag on the species that they're presenting. I think nobody sold on the Ardling yet, but we're, but whatever. I think they're doing a better job with the Dragonborn. I think they're trying out some stuff with the uh, Goliath. I like their ideas. I don't think that they've executed perfectly on all of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Then we have this half-hearted nod towards feats, mm-hmm. which I think I am of the opinion. There's nothing new here. Nothing interesting. Let's just skip it. Cause like, there's, yeah, there's, they talk about feats for two seconds and then they move on and there's nothing interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all that the, means all that, the boons are lame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing interesting there. So that takes us to the rules glossary, um, which doesn't have as much stuff in it that I found interesting as there is sometimes. But did either one of you see stuff in there that you felt like we really need to go over? Well, John, do you have anything? Because I'll just buzz through mine real fast. I, mean, I, I have something. <laughs> the one that the one thing there were a couple of things. There was like armor training. It's interesting that they called that it's training instead of proficiency. Proficiency now. Uh, I I think it's a throwback. Whenever they've got in here, where um, if you wear light, medium, heavy armor, yada yada, without that training, uh, you take a disadvantage on your rolls to make strength, dexterity, and you can't cast spells. Right. Yeah. Whereas before, you could still cast spells. That's no problem at all. Nope. You just, you had other, there were other disadvantages. Nope. Right? In fifth edition, if you are not proficient in the armor that you're wearing, you cannot cast spells. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Here we are, eight years on, and I'm still wrong. How did you get DM of the year again? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know what? I bought it. You know That's what? Dave. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're learning why now. Maybe we're learning why John just let his players tell him how the game 
That's, that's what right. it was. That's what it you, was. You win. Like that. That's what, you know what? I never said no. I just said okay. I just, okay, do that. That's that's right. Okay, George. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, the let's see. Aside, okay, well then let me go ahead and skip that because y'all shut up now. Um, <laughs> I like. I think one of the things that I really loved is I love the new guidance spell mm-hmm. because it's a it's a reaction to apply the D four. Let me tell you why I, I think that him. is. There's a, I think there's a specific reason for that though. Because every freaking time a player goes, I'm going to pick the lock, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, the, the exactly the cleric goes, <laughs> and they're trying to cast that guidance spell so hard. So I feel like this is just like to get to get the cleric to just chill out. And be yeah, like, it's okay. Calm. It's and a I, reaction. I like that it's, it's ten feet. Yes, because yeah. otherwise, otherwise it's like I'm going to pick the lock, and it's like they're just falling all over themselves trying to slap the, the thief. Wait, guidance, guidance. Exactly. I'm telling you, that's what it is. <laughs> we healed. I liked. I'll walk you back for just a second. Yeah. I love, just adore this exhausted condition. Mm. I have zero problems with it. Um, mm. I think yeah. it should be more. I think there should be a little bit more beef to it. But, well, but this is something, the thing of it is that it still is it's simple you're only recovering one per long rest, right? Which, so which this is a, that's part of something that I've got in my notes here. Yeah, it's, it's one out. of those things where exhaustion was always like a, uh, 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 what's, I was, I'll just throw out the, the term that came to my mind. I was going to search for a more appropriate term, but. Exhaustion always felt like a cock block to playing D&D. Like, oh, we're playing D&D. Oh, we all get exa- one level of exhaustion. Well, we're all going to stop playing D&D and we're going to go find a place to take a long rest. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, and, and, oh, we took two levels. Oh, we're all going to stop playing D&D for two days so that we can all kind of take a long rest. Mm. Like, yeah. the repercussions were just so severe from the very beginning that nobody ever was willing to play if you had exhaustion. This one, I feel like because it's only minus one to your D20 rolls and to your spell save DCs for each level, there will be people who are willing to go on even with levels of exhaustion. And I like that Mm -hmm. because it is weaker, but it actually, I think we'll see use now. But it also has 10 levels as opposed to, I think we had eight, six, six, six six levels. 10 levels is too much. I think you're right. I think 10 is too much. What I would like to see is, is like for the exhaustion. I I do like the simplicity of it. I just think like, you know, every second or third level, there needs to be some kind of like maximum hit point reduction, speed reduction, kind of like the old exhaustion, because that's what exhaustion does. You're starting to just break down and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I always used exhaustion. I always looked at exhaustion when I played as like, if I had it, it was, I'm a hero. I have to push through. Yeah. You know, and I'm fighting against the odds and, and all that well, kind of stuff. But, but a hero mechanically, the thing that this goes against the design philosophy that we're not going to have superfluous bonuses and, and uh, mm-hmm. negatives yeah. like pluses yeah. and minuses. It's either advantage, disadvantage or no advantage. Right. Yeah. But I think that one of the, the few that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, exceptions to that is cover, right? Where AC mm-hmm. is plus two or plus five based on half cover, yeah. full cover, or, or three quarters cover. I think oh. that's the only other thing. I'm with you, Zach, on this. I like I like uh, that it's not as punishing 
but by making it less punishing, the spectrum broadens. You know, it, it go it gets stretched out further. And again, it like it's an additional thing. I've got to, it's more mathematical upkeep at the table. But I think that, and I'm fine with that. But I understand if people don't. And I also agree with Troy. I, well, I I can see Troy's point about mm-hmm. having speed. making it optional. Making it optional. You know, have yeah. like a little optional blurb. It's like if you want a little bit more grit. Yeah. Add yeah. this. Yeah, meat grinder exhaustion. Yeah, also adds like these conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else that you had, John? Before we let Troy, no, just go nuts. Let the rabbit have it, Troy. All right. So starting off with aid, um, I don't understand the change. Why all of a sudden? What, what was boosting the hit point maximum an issue? Aid is now it's less aid and more of just a temporary damage buffer. That's all it is. It was Whereas, a super powerful spell before. Now it's man. well. Then, then, bo- yeah, yeah. If it was too powerful, then bump it up a couple levels or something. Yeah. Um, well, I think the replacement of five temporary hit points for five hit points maximum is. Huge. I think that. Well, I think that. Well, I think the, well, the trade off is not is not good for for what they yeah. gave it. Maybe temp. Maybe the temp hit points need to be ten instead of five, and maybe we're talking we're in the same ballpark, but. Going away from having your, your your hit point max increased by five, mm-hmm. from what they what they gave and, us is not it's not an even trade. Yeah, all. and and how long did it last? Because it's not there's not an instantaneous thing on on or it doesn't give you a duration on this aid. But what was the how long did the aid last from before? It was it was until you finish a long rest. Mm. Well, they just drop it to an hour or a minute or ten minutes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, but but I just you know it seems like a weird. It's it like is. a super. It's a super nerf. Super nerf. Yep. yep. Um, the attack action, uh, the equipping weapons section. I do not like this. That's that's way too much. You're 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 using this for every attack. Yeah. Not. I'm, it. Yeah. I'm with you on that. This this. That, I'm glad you bring that up because that was actually one that I I didn't annotate, but I whenever I read it, I thought the same thing. I'm like, so you can attack with a dagger, sheath it, pull out your long sword attack sheath it and if you have an additional like if you get extra attacks as a fighter you could have like four or five different weapons that you use yep. before or after not before each. and after right i see it's, but it's each attack mm-hmm. uh each attack action yep uh so it's an action not each attack well, no, you can you're equip right. or right. Right. You're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. after each yeah. attack, because yeah. like, because like, you could now have, yeah, bandoliers of hand yeah. crossbows and doom drop. Well, that's that's probably drop, what they doom, imagine doom, is doom, daggers, doom, right? Doom, doom, doom. They want the idea of daggers, but it's not gonna just be daggers. Yeah, it's not gonna be just be daggers. It's gonna be way too much. And it's like not everybody's quick draw McGraw here. Come on, just yeah. just kind of tone it down. Make it a feat if you want to do that. Give it a feat. Uh, banishment, fine. Uh, and I'm only going over the ones that were changed for this playtest, mm-hmm. so we're not going mm-hmm. to all of uh, The grappled condition, I don't understand why uh, or being tiny is called out. Just just say if a creature is, isn't is two sizes smaller than you, your speed is reduced. No issue. I mean, it's just, it's just why. so if, if two tiny people are grappling, they can their speed doesn't reduce when they drag each other. Wouldn't that be? I mean, yeah, it, I don't understand that. Guidance fine. Well, let okay. me let me walk us backwards just a little bit. Difficult terrain. Okay. Um, 
I feel like, why did we have to list out what difficult terrain is going to be? Because mm. we have made a list, and it's not a list of ideas of difficult terrain. It is the list of what can be considered difficult terrain. To me, that's a problem. So this has a creature that isn't tiny, furniture that's small or larger, heavy snow, heavy undergrowth, ice, liquid that's between shit and waist deep, narrow opening that is size first, creature one size smaller, a pit or another gap of two to five feet, rubble, slope of 20 degrees or more. As written, lava is not difficult terrain. A, 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 Bundle of hot coals is not difficult terrain. A a bed of nails is or needles isn't difficult terrain. Right. It would um, end up being called out in the adventure or whatever. Yeah, like no, like just we don't need this list. No. Mm-hmm. All we need is that that line about a creature that isn't tiny moving through a, a location that contains a creature that isn't tiny is also considered difficult terrain and let the GM or the adventure adjudicate difficult terrain. Agreed. Cause at this point, if I'm a player and I'm looking and the GM says, Oh, these you're, you know, there's hot, hot embers all across the ground. The players are going to say, Oh, I moved 30 feet. Oh, that's not, you know, it's difficult terrain. No, the book says, yeah, the book doesn't lift it. Yeah. So just a small thing. Yeah. Um, the influence action, I mean, I guess it's okay, but I'm not sure. I don't understand Boring, why you're, dumb, I hate yeah, it. I don't know why you had to list it out because it's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how you play. I mean, I, 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 I don't know why they have to like map it out for you. Uh, the Can light I wheel back just for a second. Wheel I back. can't recall in the last, the heroic inspiration. Was that in the last? Yes. Did they make that change in the last one? Yep. On the last one, wasn't it both on a one and a 20? Yeah, no, that's what it, I was going to get at. It, 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 one well, first was, of all, they call it heroic inspiration now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why they would call it heroic inspiration over inspiration. They literally say also called inspiration. That's the way it started out on 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 these playtests. It was heroic inspiration. They're changing it to be called heroic inspiration. Yeah, I don't understand it. why. I don't. Seems because, like it's like because they've got bardic inspiration. They've got. Oh, I see. You know, they're trying to differentiate. Uh, that, that 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 makes it okay. Gotcha. Well, okay, so I do find it hilarious hilarious that now it's only for a one mm-hmm. right because that to me is what at my table we call pity inspiration like whenever pity, if, yeah. my, if my players are just having the worst roles of like you know what you get an inspiration They're like don't give me your pity inspiration yep. now it's now it's canon now now <laughs> if it ends up in a book but at least the very at the very least it does say that you know that you're the dm can um can, also uh, give it to you other stuff yeah also yeah yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so yeah, influence uh, light weapon. The light weapon it feels very clunky. It sounds like you can take two extra attacks because you have two light weapons. You can make when, two when you attacks re- you know, on a single you get, action. You, you get to make a free attack with a light weapon if you have another light weapon in your hand. So if you have, if you've got two daggers and you attack with this one, well, I can make it another attack because I have a dagger in both hands, so I can do this. And then on my yeah. second attack action, I'm going to do my offhand attack. Oh, well, I've got a, a light weapon in my other hand. So I get to make, so you can make four attacks. No, 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 no. It's, I mean, that's, I, I right. It's, but that's the way it they've removed could the be. idea. Yeah. They've removed the idea of a light weapon 
being able to be used as a bonus action attack. Yeah, which I don't understand. And they've said, well, I like it because, I mean, I say I like it. It's a power boost. Yeah, it's a power boost. You don't have to use a bonus action in order to do it anymore. You don't have to use a bonus action. That's the clean as it is, right? They don't want rogues to be after choosing between making that second attack and hiding or that second attack and dashing, second attack and disengaging. To me, that's what sucks. I'm kind of like, I like the idea of them having to make the decision. Yes. It's like, do I make extra damage or do do extra damage on this turn? Or I missed on my first attack. Do I, do I burn my bonus action and mm-hmm. take a swing at this so I can get my sneak attack in this time around? Or, or do I run? Hell with that, man. I'm going to disengage. And I'm going to roll out. Because, you know, the more they do this kind of thing, the more of the tactics that get removed, the more of the battlefield decisions that get removed in this thing. Whereas, like, that was, like, the story you told about your, your son playing D&D this past yeah. weekend. When he had to make that decision to run, you know, run away and go fight with his, with the other guys or stay. So to, and to avoid an attack of opportunity, you know, that it's like, man, what do I do? What do I do with, with this? You're, you're pulling those decisions out. You're, you're taking teeth away yeah. and you're, you know, you're going to, you're getting to the point where, I mean, it's already hard to, to challenge players or characters a lot of times with rules as written in, in CR and all that stuff. But it's like, you, now you're taking more tools away from the, from the DM where it's like, yeah. well, do you, do you, do you run away? Do you, do you take your uh, bonus action to attack or do you disengage or do you try to yeah. hide so you can get advantage? You know, oh, Nope. I don't have to worry about that. Now I can just do it all. It's like, nah. but that comes back to the goal of one D and D that we know at this point, is they want to make characters more powerful. Which, it, it, to me, that is just, it's, it's so stupid to say. The, the characters in 5e are powerful, especially compared to the foes that they face. Yeah. So, yes, the characters right now in, in, one, in 1D&D feel a lot more powerful than the characters in 5e. Yeah. Which tells me that the monsters in one D and D better damn well have a power boost as well. Because yeah. and now guess what? That means it's balanced out. It, it it evens out. There's no there's no power creep. You know, there is it's the same. Yeah, you might be able to do more stuff, but you're not more powerful. It it just doesn't make any it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um long rest, regain all hit points, yes. Regain all hit dice? No, I don't like that. I like it back the other way to give Boo. you to give you more reasons to rest. Boo to both, half and half. No, nope, like, like a grittier healing, like long rest, like being well, able to heal up. I've, that's a, that's a, I've had that picadillo. Yeah. The, well, my them thing, taking it away from both because is a bummer for me. My thing. Well, it was always you regain all your hit points. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Like at, at, in, my, in my tables, they only get. They right. get up to, uh, they well, get half there, and, yeah. and that's because you know I look at hit points different than than you do a little bit. So that's kind of a, you know I don't mm-hmm. mind them getting all of them back, but the hit point maximum restored, if you've if you've been reduced by something, no, let the effect that caused the hit point drain determine how the hit points are brought back. Yeah, but I agree. But also, it is it has been. Um, 
in that all abilities have always said that they reset on the long rest anyways. So now they're just removing all those monster abilities and everything from having to say it because it's just part of the long rest. But yeah, but I mean, there are some of those monster abilities that aren't, you know, you get this back at a long rest. There's some, I'm sure there's some out there somewhere that, you know, you get, you have to do something. I don't know. Same with ability scores. I, I, I like it better if it was stated in what effect did it. And then you've got exhaustion reduced. So you can get all your hit points back. You get your max back. You get your ability scores back from being from having a long rest. But you only regain one level of exhaustion from a long rest. So all this other stuff, which is just as, if not more so, detrimental to your character automatically comes back but exhaustion man when you're tired you're tired mm-hmm. apparently so heroes yeah 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 heroes got to take some some naps yeah um magic action i like it but i hope that in in the way it's worded i hope they start adding more spells that that takes a minute or more to cast because i mm. i dig that where you have to concentrate and if you get hit, you lose the spell. You don't lose the slot, but you lose lose the casting of that spell. So you got to start well, over again. I like that. I, I agree, but with the caveat that I think there's room for spells that don't take a full minute, but take multiple rounds to cast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because one minute is a whole fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I want there to be like you know if it takes more it should be if it takes more than a single action. Yeah. That you, that you have to do this. That's a, that's a good point. Um, prayer of healing, I th- you know, it's pretty beefy. Um, you expend hit dice. You get two d eight from the spell and the effects of a short rest. You know, and honestly, that's what D D needs more of: more big healing, so that it takes even more to challenge players and push them to their limits. Because that's because we all know D D is way way hard not um the priest pack whatever resistance um okay so you don't have to touch fine spiritual weapon i am ecstatic that it is now a concentration spell yeah that's past due it's way past due because i would i would argue constantly with players at my table when they get dropped to zero you know oh guess what my my spiritual weapon is still there how do you figure you just got knocked unconscious Mm mm-hmm no, it's not concentration. I don't lose it. It's still there. What? No, that makes no sense. But as written, yeah, I can see. I can see that. And true sight, I don't. I don't understand what changed. What? Am I, I must not be reading it right. I don't see the difference. I don't have true sight because you can that. you can see in darkness you can see in invisibility you can see visible illusions you can see the transformations of people and you can see in the ethereal plane and I, am i am i missing what am i missing it's just reformatted i think worded we, differently and, but it's the same thing and we had to point it out okay so yeah so let, let's let's point out that true sight didn't change but yet leave uh Holy order, a lame a lame thing after second level. Okay, <laughs> got it. Yep. 
Yeah, I think that's basically it. Um, I think we can basically call it. It's it's a shorter, quote unquote, shorter um, play test, but lots of stuff here to mull over. Um, And a lot of good stuff, some iffy stuff and some mess stuff, which I think is the name of the game for this uh for this particular mm. uh play test so far well bold statement time you know this is all all of all of this stuff going on is is also still kind of masking the underlying insidious reason that we think is going on for this new edition and that's something that we'll talk about at a different time. But there, <laughs> there is something going on. We can smell it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, um, I think with that, um, I think my voice is now completely gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> you held out real well, man. We succeeded. In uh, pushing through, um, Bear Droid, Girk, Craig, um, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for chilling. Um, we're going to do this all again uh, before too long, probably on Sunday. Um, but we're going to see if maybe we can get a, a voice back <laughs> in the meantime. Hot tea and honey, buddy. That's right. Hot tea and That's honey. right. That's right. Um, but thanks for hanging in there with us. And uh, keep your eye out for the survey results or the survey for D&D Beyond. Make sure you fill out those surveys, uh, participate in that uh, play test so we can kind of keep keep D&D on the straight and narrow. And, and, um, and don't just say, man, this sucks. Give them actionable feedback. Give them suggestions. Give them all of Troy's feedback. That's Troy, right. just send, send out some crib notes that people just copy and paste into the survey I'll, for you. I'll do it. I know That's you right. will. I did it for Kryn, for the for the yeah. Heroes of Kryn revised stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody wants my crib notes, just uh, DM me and I'll send them to you. That's right. Crib notes in your DMs. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> my DM crib notes in my DMs. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks a lot, folks. And until next week, we'll see you next time. Play great games, everybody. And uh, don't lose your voice. Yeah. Don't do that. You got you to gotta, you gotta just kind of like... Pace yourself. Speak right? Lots of breathing diaphragm. exercises. Stay safe while you're while you're DMing and while you're playing. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.